also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with episode 60, but this one really should have been 58. I got my man Dennis here in the house. Mr. 58K, man, what's up? What's going on? I love the intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I thought about it earlier. I was like, man, this should have been 58. Absolutely should have been 58, but missed you there by a little bit. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, before we even get into all that stuff, because I'm curious, how did the 58K thing even happen, man? I, I mean, I know it's notorious. I know it's a little gang now. Are you the leader of that gang? How did that come about? Uh, so I think around, when was it? The around the spring of 2021 when we were you know going up and down between 50 and 60 and everyone was getting upset uh i think a few of the bigger accounts they started complaining about how oh are we going to go up anymore what's going on uh and i think american hodl posted something about 58 being the worst or 58k being the worst like yeah he'd rather just you know, he'd rather the price just like drop or go up. Like he just need he, he wanted to get out of that range. And I think Creasis was also part of that whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I, cause you know how on Twitter we get bored whenever like price doesn't do anything. So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta rally, rally the troops. We, we gotta appreciate 58K. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause you know, it was, because during the 9K, 10K range, everyone was like so upset that nothing was happening. And uh, I was kind of like on the sidelines saying, well, I hope we at least, at least get like 30. 30K would be great. Like we at least go past 20K from the all-time high during that time. And then, uh, yeah, I started posting like 58K forever, guys. 58K gang forever. I don't know where the gang part came in, but... um. I think around the second time I was like, all right, we got to start a gang. We got to start, we got to start wrapping it up. We, <laughs> I need some followers, but um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't, I guess you could say like, yeah, I'm technically the guy who started it, but you ever watch that video where the first person who starts dancing, like in the open field, he's like dancing kind of crazy. Like oh, yeah. everyone's looking at him like, Oh, you're weird. Why are you doing that? And yeah. then it's the second person who comes in and then, they start attracting more people to start saying, oh, yeah, like 58K gang forever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean for it to start into anything. I think everyone just saw that I was having fun and they wanted to have fun too. So that's kind of how I look at it. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, it's just you guys are holding strong. I still see it, 58K. And I bet now everybody wishes we're at 58K. <laughs> Um, it's, it's one of those things, but just wanted to call that out. Um, that's how I actually started seeing you on my radar and on my feed was when the 58 K gang started going around. So, um, but Dennis, if, uh, for the listeners that don't know you, please just, you know, a little bit of what you have to a little bit about yourself so they can catch up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, uh, when was the first time I heard about Bitcoin? Um, I think it was around like 2013, 2014, end of 2013. 
when he started broadcasting uh, the Winklevoss twins or the Winklevi on like CNBC, and they were talking about like how, uh, like, I don't know. For me at the time, it was really strange to see a currency go up from like, I don't know, 200 to 1,000 within a year. So I didn't really understand what was going on there. It's like that. There's got to be something something wrong there. It's like uh, like a maybe in line with a Ponzi scheme or like a pump and dump. That's kind of what I was thinking at the time because I was just getting into stocks. I was just learning about finance during that time. Yep. So everything was like kind of new, and then kind of forgot about it between then and 2017. And then I saw the you know I saw the the pump again in 2017, and I was like, oh. It's doing it again. All right, something, something, something strange is going on here. And then, uh, then I got into like shitcoining because I figured, okay, I missed like the Bitcoin boat or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially in 2017, got that impression. They're like, oh, I need to get into like BCH or uh, like uh, what else, Dogecoin or yeah, Dogecoin was even big during that time as well. And I was really surprised to see it pop off again, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't take it as seriously. So maybe I lost like a grand maybe during that whole time. And then 2018 happened and it like bottomed out. And then I started taking it seriously because around the spring of 2019, it started popping off again. I was like, oh, are we going through the same cycle again? Are we about, am I about to miss another cycle? No, I'm not going to miss this next cycle. So I actually started looking more into Bitcoin and then decided, okay, this is, this is the way to go because everything else just felt uh, not as, I guess, genuine at the time. Because um, everyone, everyone who was in the space, it, it, when you're not specifically in the Bitcoin space, you see everyone else just like, oh yeah, I'm trying to make like quick money and whatever. But within Bitcoin, especially if you get on Twitter, um, you sort of realize, oh, these people are here for something more than just, you know, price action. Like price action is yeah. important, but they're more into like, I just want to take care of my family. I don't want to get like a Lambo would be cool, but like I'd rather just, you know, buy some land, have a family, do my own thing with my family and you know have, have everyone else like leave me alone <laughs> yeah that's kind of, that I think that started to appeal to me more especially since I was older versus the first time I got into it so I was like oh yeah I don't I honestly don't need a lot and I think Bitcoin really exemplified that it's like oh these guys are they've been in here a while and they're really rich but they don't you know they're not like flaunting anything right uh, they're not they're not flaunting their wealth in any way they're like yeah i'm in it for the commitment of staying here and i just like that i i like that uh outlook it's like you don't you don't need to act like a rapper or look yeah. like a rapper to i guess be accepted in the space if, if yeah that, that's rare if that makes sense yeah yeah that, absolutely now you think that's yeah. a feature of hard money or, or that's just specific to Bitcoin and the ethos of digital money, that mentality. Because when I think of the, yeah. okay. I was thinking about like the old hard money and it kind of seemed like that's all people wanted since the beginning of a time is to buy land or, or own land 
and B. So I'm wondering if that's more hard money or if that's just Bitcoin just being Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of bringing it back uh, to the way things were, like probably. And I think of like a lot of the um, the billionaires, for example, like you see Zuckerberg and you see Bezos. I mean, they don't flaunt their wealth. They they obviously have it, and they're silently like buying up all these assets, but they're not like on social media uh, throwing it out there like, oh yeah, I just bought like all of Hawaii or something. Oh, look at my <laughs> look at my two hundred and fifty billion dollar like boat or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's. Yeah, it has a. I guess it's a bit of both. Because um, if you have hard money, you're not going to let go of that pretty easily. You're going to really look into and research exactly what you're going to buy with Bitcoin. Like, I'm not going to buy a second rate, uh, like, I don't know, lawnmower from Home Depot with my Bitcoin. I'm going to wait around until they make the perfect lawnmower that I never have to buy again, or I just use a credit card to get that lawnmower. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pay the dirty fiat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that's kind of uh, like everything you've been saying about like when you jumped on Twitter and then you started. That's kind of how it happened for me too. It was just like this nine to five, you know, high time preference lifestyle. And then, you know, for some reason, and I'm like watching everybody on Twitter, I'm like, these guys have the lowest time preference of all time. I mean, these guys are just calmly living through life while mine seems to be like that meme with the the dog and the fire all around them, whatever, right? Um, yeah. And as you get deeper into uh, into Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and you start to learn more about like that sovereignty, yeah, I, I think it's. I'm not gonna gamble my my family's wealth as easy as like you just said on the on the shitty lawnmower when 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 I could just wait around for something bigger to happen. That's mm-hmm. interesting, man. First time in my life that I've ever seen anything like. That. I mean, I do come from. I guess if you want to call it that the rapper, you know, arena where we, you know, we saw Puff Daddy and Mace and, you know, the Rolexes and the shiny suits and, you know, guys, I, I see pictures of myself now in high school and I had like this fake jewelry on and my Steve McNair stitched NFL jersey, right? And mm-hmm. then I was wondering why my life was going to shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like taking on a persona that you, you can't really um, pay for, I guess. That's really what it is. It's like, I, I get why rappers were doing that because you know gets a lot of a lot of attention, especially for that time. Um, I don't fault them for that. It's like, yeah, it looks cool. Like I I used to watch a lot of that stuff too, because um, we all want we all want the option to do that. Because once you get the option, it's like, well, maybe I don't need to do that anymore. Like maybe <laughs> right. I don't actually have to to buy the the big chains with uh, like clocks on them or something. Like, I could do it, but I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> what's the point? Who am I going to impress? I don't have, I don't have a, like, a, a huge following. Like, who's going to care, I guess, at that point? I guess if you're, you know, more mature at that point. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some people don't get mature ever, though. And uh, also the masses, as I'm sure you're aware, they, they love fuck shit. I mean, they love the person that has the big clock chain and the, you know, <laughs> everything. So like, I, I I see why it works, and and I also I also concede that that's why I always suck at social media. It's because I just refuse to be that person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think uh, I think it's I think we're moving into a different period where, within social media, we're finding a lot of people that are similar to us. I mean everyone has this idea that they're, you know, like special or different. You're not. (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> clearly Bitcoin can teach you that pretty quickly, but uh, the internet is the perfect place to filter out a lot of people that maybe, you know, you won't get along with in real life. It'll just attract you, like, I don't know how the algos work, but that's pretty much what's been happening. They're, they're bringing in more people that have similar interests, and you can find niches a lot easier just because, I don't know, they, they build these profiles of you, and then they have it so specific that they just match you with other people that pretty much have the same uh, attention span, same interests, same uh, habits, and then they sell that to advertisers. So like, while you're finding all your friends, they're also selling all that data to advertisers. So I don't yeah. know. It's, uh, it's very interesting how the internet has developed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still, I think I'm scarred from like the other networks basically. Like, I mean, I, I used to do Facebook ads and, and all that stuff. So I kind of have like that underpinning of how much data they have on people. Uh, so I'm like, I don't even want to dabble in those. I actually got somebody who posts for me on those. Um, but on Twitter, on Bitcoin Twitter, I actually found that because of like the, the, you know, the Anon feature of Bitcoin, where like a lot of people, you know, want to stay Anon. It now takes away from, you know, what we were just talking about a little while ago, which is that like, I need to show off and be flashy. It's like, now you can be interesting just to be interesting. And I only found that in Bitcoin Twitter, which, I mean, it may not be specific to Bitcoin Twitter, but it's making a lot of sense to what you're saying. Uh, whereas like now I'm finding like-minded people uh, because of the algos, I guess. But never yeah. know with those algos, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in general, it just... It promotes you to be yourself, like at least true to yourself. Because yeah, I've seen that with YouTube as well. It's sort of like the more sincere and genuine you appear. I mean, you don't actually have to be genuine, but if you're if you appear genuine towards your audience, that's how I guess YouTube search starts promoting your work at that point. And it's the same thing with Twitter. If yeah. you have a genuine thought and you throw it out there, I mean a lot of people eventually notice that and they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll start following you or something like that. Interesting. All right, well, I, I've been, and I don't know if you've started to do this yourself with your content and we can get into your content in a second here, but like I've started to, I don't want to say give up on those platforms, but I do see the power and incentive to push like Bitcoin backed platforms. Um, so like saying, hey, go watch me on Bitcoin TV instead of watching me on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, would you, in your opinion, as a content creator, is, is it too early to start doing that? I don't think so. I mean, it depends on what you're in it for, I guess. Are you here to get uh, newer people involved in the space or are you trying to entrench yourself within, I guess you could say, the more seasoned individuals? So more seasoned individuals, if that's like your main audience, then yeah. Definitely promote that. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to get new people into the space, I guess YouTube is still, you know, it's still yeah. technically the king. So you got to put your stuff on there uh, to attract them. But yeah, I, it really that's depends on your motives. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. And, and I guess it makes sense to spread it all over the board and not try to, like I got an 18-year-old daughter who's basically like, hey, dad, t uh, TikTok is it. This is where you got to go. And I'm like, Man, I'm all set with that stuff. I just don't have the bandwidth and I'm not good at social media. Uh, mm. And she opened up, a, you know, a Talking in Bits account just to kind of like, you know, put the pie in my face and let me know that I'm getting old. 
Um, and, you know, yeah, first video. And I've heard that the algos are kind of biased in the beginning anyways. But, um, yeah, first video, one of those social clips for the show got about 750 views on the first night. And I'm just like, holy bananas. <laughs> what voodoo is going on here? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, TikTok is like, that's a whole nother, uh, that's another beast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of, a lot of weird things on there, but yeah, if yeah, if you're trying to get younger people involved, that's where they are. Uh, it was Snapchat. Now it's yeah, it's clearly TikTok at this point. And I guess they're moving away. Well, you see, Facebook and YouTube also have those sort of like short clips as well. Yep. So they're trying to compete with TikTok, but I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily if it's necessary to do that type of stuff on those platforms when you know your audience is there just to hear you riff for like 40 to 60 minutes on YouTube. And then basically you have to reformat yourself for something like TikTok or just take, you know, like really tiny clips from there. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to commit to it at all. Like as long as she's running it, like I see it in two Mm -hmm. ways, right? Like I've, I've gotten into this thing where like, I rather just empower like the, you know, my nieces and nephews, my, my, you know, sons and daughters or whatever. So like, as I start to scale talking in bits and I start to do like two episodes a week and I start, you know, working on a blog and doing all this stuff, it's like, well, I'm going to teach you how to video edit. Right? And then I'm have you on board and I'm actually going to pay you while you learn. Right. And then, so in that situation, in that example, my daughter's the social media manager. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, I, I'm just going to be on Twitter because that's my fl- favorite place to be. That's where all the Bitcoin is at. And I love it there. And she's handling Instagram. She's handling TikTok. She's handling, I believe, Facebook. And I, I love it because I don't give a shit about those platforms and I would never want to adapt to it. But uh, adapt to it. But if she's willing to put her time and energy, she can, you know, have a little bit blossom in career as a social media manager, which from my days back in the Facebook ads, those social media manager people make a shitload of money. So, you know, it's one of those empowering things. It's helpful to me and we'll see where it goes. But if it was up to me, you know, talking in bits would be just on Twitter. Uh, I mean, that's the only place where I, I actually see myself being and interacting with people. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, did you notice like uh, a change in her behavior after you started? Uh, so you're paying her in Bitcoin, right? <laughs> of course. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you notice a change in her behavior after you were like, oh, if you do this, okay, I'll pay you this amount of sats or whatever, uh, depending on the amount of work or? Yeah, no, I just How's noticed that? that we now have, cause she's 18 and she's already out mm-hmm. the house, which is great. So I just noticed now we kind of have more things to talk about. I know that sounds very weird, but like when they leave the nest, it's like you kind of talk to them every now and then and they reach out to you to tell you they're breathing, uh, but that's kind of about it. But like, just because we're working together, like we talk every other day and then that just spills into like personal conversations and, you know, her, her boyfriend and all this stuff. And so it's it's definitely been an improvement in our relationships subtly, not like, you know, nothing major. Um, but the learning of Bitcoin and the learning of understanding that I'm not just giving you this like digital stuff that you can't do anything with. You know, she actually has, you know, uh, a cold card and she actually has private keys and she's, you know, trying to hold on to this hodl. Um, so, yeah, it's good things, but. I, I'm trying to, it, it's, it's a learning lesson for me too, because I don't want to be boss. I kind of just want to still be dad and also teach you some skills that could, you know, possibly get you more gigs, right? Cause everybody needs a social media manager in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're, you're setting her up for success. That's awesome. Love to see Yeah. It. Hopefully man. That's every dad, like people, every dad's dream. Are you a dad? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, uh, cool. 
Not yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta get. Gotcha. I gotta give it another. I might give it another like decade, but we'll see. <laughs> I didn't want to put you on the spot there, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like now, just you know, a, a dads. You know, the dads that are telling you they know what they're doing are completely full of shit. Like you just kind of mm. stumble along, right? And then you figure it out. You may have an idea of what you want to do, but in execution. You never know when you're going to wake up and hear that, like, hey, dad, I got my first boyfriend. Hey, dad, I got, right? Like, you're not prepared for those situations, especially when she's your first. She's my oldest born. So, uh, yeah, it, it's very crazy, very interesting. But enough about me in that sense. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, what you got going on, Dennis. Uh, Coinbeast, I saw that you had a YouTube. Is that a newer YouTube? Like, give me a, a little bit of history uh, on your content and how long you've been doing content for. For sure. Um, so, let's see. I started with Coinbeast back in... The summer of 2020. Um, so what happened was, I don't know, do you follow uh, Adam Meister, Tech Vault? I do not. Okay. Should so, I? You're telling me I should, right? Uh, you, might, you might want to. I mean, he doesn't, uh, he's kind of retired at this point. Um, but before, during like 2018, 2019, 2020, when I was watching him, uh, he he basically laid down the whole foundation of Bitcoin for me. And one of his videos, he was talking about, oh, okay, there's a there's this new startup, uh, Coinbeast, and they need writers. And if you have any work, uh, reach out and I'll share your stuff with uh, the CEO there. And apparently I was the only one who applied. So I was like, oh, okay, great, no competition. <laughs> The interview was straightforward. I think the interview probably lasted like 10 minutes. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you write some stuff. Um, so that's kind of that's what got me more into the space, I think. Because at the time, it was like, I think we were doing like two articles a week and on top of my already full-time job. So I was doing that for about maybe eight months. And then... Later on, I got more into, I guess, stuff with my job and everything. And then around January of this, yeah, yeah, this past January, I had to leave for you know, certain, uh, certain reasons because I'm in New York and they have certain laws that don't let certain people uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I started reaching out and I started doing more freelance writing at that point. Yeah, and the YouTube channel was something that uh, was something I always wanted to start. I didn't really know what to do. I mean, you can see that within like the first like couple couple of videos. Like, oh, I'll just start a YouTube video. I don't know, or a YouTube channel and do a video each day. Doesn't matter what it is. I just try to post something each day because that's what the algo likes, uh, especially for newer channels. But um, and it got me to practice more. So I think yeah. that's a good thing. But yeah, that's yeah, kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah, most of the time. Now, walk, I've always wondered this out of curiosity myself. Walk me through the process of um, freelance writing. So like, you know, you, you, you come up with an idea or do they give you an idea? Does it get pushed back? Does it go through editors? How does that whole process work to actually make a publication? So it might depend on... The, uh, the company you're working with. So with Coinbeast, yeah, there, there's, there was a lot of back and forth, especially on ideas and what sort of content we wanted to put out. And then a lot of times they'll, they'll probably have someone do it separately or maybe they'll, I don't know. Uh, it depends on 
really depends on the company, but they'll have someone look into SEO and see what kind of, I guess, uh, clickbaity tags they want to include within the article. But most of the time, uh, yeah, it's, it's like Bitcoin beginner content a lot of the times, especially with newer blogs. So if they're starting out right away, that's the perfect time to come in and say, oh, I've done similar articles like this. Uh, can we post something like that on there? But otherwise, they have their own uh, timeline and sort of track that they want to go. So it's like, okay, we want, the, we want the basic stuff done here, and then we want reviews of certain products here, and then they basically tell you, okay, we want it done within this month, and then by the end of that month, you should start working on the reviews and go from there. But that's with more of the, I guess, educational clients I have. But with BTC Times, for example, that's, that's all news-based. So that's an article a day, which is like, it could be from like three to 500 words. But, mm. you know, it's like a, it's like a quick, uh, I guess you could consider like a clip, a clip of a video. Like it's not... It's not full on like, oh, here's the analysis behind what's going on with Russia, et cetera. But here's like, just specifically, what's going on? Here are the facts. This is what we, this is what we know. This is what we don't know. Gotcha. And the and the yeah. um and that's uh, on what, what website is that one on? On the BTC uh, B- Times. Yeah, BTC Times. So that's, okay, and that yeah, and then on Coin Be- Be- uh, Beast is more like long flowing instructional videos, reviews, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll basically depend on the platform, yeah. Yeah, now which one do you prefer writing better? <laughs> is it the little blips or, <laughs> or, or is it those long-form educational ones? Um, I don't know, to be honest, because some days I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want to get through a news article. And then other days it's like, oh, man, it's so much easier to just write from the dome and then edit with, uh, sure. with like an educational sort of blog but yeah yeah are you tough on yourself and i'm only asking these questions by the way because i i also write and i I like beat myself up about doing it every single day and all that but like how rigorous are you with your editing (laughs) do you like go through it comb word for word a hundred times are you one of those that just edits edits real quick and gets it out what's your editing like i think definitely in the beginning yeah it was pretty hard on myself um and then when when i was doing my own blog too yeah um, that's no longer up though, because I figured I'd I'd rather just have the articles on each platform and then uh, save the sats, because <laughs> I don't know, like the I probably should have another portfolio, but it should be um, it should be on like a free website, so there's links to everything, but that's like a whole other thing. But yeah, I think the what am I? I guess I'm in my like second year of just doing articles. Every day, every other day. Uh, the editing gets quicker. Yeah, it does get much quicker. Like, especially with news articles, because um, a lot of, like, before this never happened, before I would just write a sentence and then go back to it and say, oh, okay, I got to change this up, like, a lot. But then yeah. with something like a news article every day, uh, it takes you maybe three to four times the time to write that single sentence, but you don't have to do too much editing when you look back on it. So it's weird. It, it sort of just like 
I don't know. The process kind of balances up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got to get to the phase where I'm just like not going back to that sentence, dude. Because I sit there for like, oh, man. Sometimes it feels like hours just like rewriting that either sentence or paragraph. And then by the end of it, I'm going nowhere. I'm just spinning on ice here. Yeah. <laughs> Are your articles on, uh, they're on your website, yeah? Yeah, I just started posting nice. the articles, and uh, I'm trying to keep up with that one a day thing, but that's a little tough. Um, yeah, so it is. <laughs> I, I, I write any, every morning, anyways. I, you know, I I'm really into like stoic philosophy and uh, journal entries and stuff like that. So like, I kind of turned my journal literally into what you were basically saying, like a small rip, right? Like, and and I just randomly just burst on something, and then I'll fix it up afterwards. The problem that I'm having is is my schedule so damn busy. Uh, you know, with the video editing and everything, until I teach, you know, the younger ones. I don't know what time of day I would have to like get this onto text, edit it, clean it up. So I got to build the schedule, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But mm-hmm. yeah, I got a few things up there and I have a, um, this is pre-Bitcoin. I have it and I'm, I'm looking over there because I have it there. I actually published a book on Amazon. It's no good. I don't tell people to do it. Um, it's good in concept, but I wish I would have had an editor. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've dabbled with writing for a long time and uh I don't know. In, in high school, if, if it makes any sense, I was a rapper. Nice. So, <laughs> so I've always had some type of writing, some type of, you know, vocal, you know, play with words, basically, has always been a thing for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to stay as, you know, I was talking to Card, you know, Car. Everybody knows Car. Now, Thriller X. Uh, Car Gonzalez. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I, yeah, I yeah. To, he, I have to check, yeah. Yeah, big, you know, Austin pleb or whatever, one of those guys. But uh, basically, I was talking to him the last time I was in Austin, and uh, we were talking about creativity, and he was just explaining to me. He's like, you know, as a creative, you know, you, you it's it's just a bad idea to stay in one sandbox, right? It's like he's like, you, your creativity child inside, if you want to call it that, needs a bunch of different sandboxes in order to keep you kind of going and being creative. And he's like, the one of the biggest problems that he sees a lot of creators do uh, or creatives is is they just stick to one thing like they just either mm-hmm. write or or they just do video or they just and it's like you're just starving that creativity by just not trying new things and not trying to do different things. I mean, you would have talked to me maybe a year and some change ago. This whole camera thing, especially in 4K and all that stuff, I would have told you to hell no, get get out of here with that. But it's now trying to be creative. It's now trying to learn about lighting. It's now trying to learn about you know how to pull it off. And I don't know. Would you agree with that with the sandboxes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, my background is mostly, so I started out in fine arts uh, in high school, and then I continued that through college, and then I got into graphic design around the same time and filmmaking. So, yeah, there's that itch uh, that needs Hell to be scratched yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of things that. right there. Yeah. Are you still yeah. in all those sandboxes? Do you dabble in, in any of those or...? I, like filmmaking and stuff. That sounds super fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been, uh, just because. I think Bitcoin kind of took over my life. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and around college, so. I I did get a sense of, how the film industry was going and like what direction it was going, and I figured. I need to get into, basically the IT sector. Um, and finance too. I was reading up on that on my own, but that's kind of the the route I took uh, after I graduated. Because I said, mm, I don't know if I want to do 
three months like spurts of work and then have two months off because that's kind of what like a whole the whole filmmaking life is like uh, you're basically just working like 12 to 16 hours every day for a certain amount of time and then you get a, a huge break and then you have to look for you know another another gig to do <laughs> yeah. I figured alright I need to I think I should stick with the technology side of that and I think overall it worked out for me just because eventually yeah, I did get into Bitcoin and I did learn more about the IT space at that time but yeah I don't yeah, know if, yeah I think around retirement yeah I'll probably get back into paintings or, or something but I don't know yeah, man, feed that inner child, man, that inner creativity. I, yeah. I've, I've done so many things in my life, man. I used to code Android apps, which is the most random thing I've ever done. Um, and I, th I actually thought I was going to make a career of it. Like I went to like a few, I was invited to, not went to uh, a few like Google events and, and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, this could be an actual career. And then <laughs> I applied for a job at, um, what's that weird furniture company that people thought they were like smuggling children in lockers? I forget what the hell they were called. Ooh, uh Way, Wayfair or something like yes, that? Yes, yes, okay. Wayfair. So a buddy, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. up here in, in, in uh, near uh, in Massachusetts somewhere where their headquarters are. And the buddy of mine was like, hey, I know like a lead developer there. You can work on their Android app. And I don't know, it's, it's pussy of me if I were to say now in retrospect, but I went through the interview process and it was just like, I will never get a job doing this. Like they wanted me to do some shit. Like I've talked to a lot of programmers and they, they understand one thing when a problem is a problem, like a bug or something, it takes a lot of just like iteration and fixing and tweaking until you get it right. And on these interviews, they want you to just ace it and like, here's this problem, solve it in five minutes. And it's like, well, I didn't learn that way. I learned by smashing my head on the keyboard for a day and a half until I fixed the problem. So like, yeah, obviously I didn't get hired, right? And then from there I was like, well, if this is what all these interviews are gonna be like, which like I said, is pretty dumb of me in retrospect. Um, I don't want no part of this field. And then I went into marketing. And then from there, I went into making beats. I made beats for a long time. So a producer, I mean, I can't stop it. So when I, you know, to circle back, when, when I got into that conversation with Carr, I was like, oh, I've been doing that forever. I just didn't realize that there were different sandboxes. I thought I just couldn't figure my life out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it. I think, uh, yeah, like a lot of, a lot of the more, rounded individuals I think end up in Bitcoin just because there's so much to attach yourself to. I mean, it goes into things beyond tech. It just goes into ideology. It goes into even having certain diets. Like it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No seed oil guy. Yeah. No seed oil. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of clicks out here. I, I'm, I've tried the no seed oil thing. I think I'm going to stick to it. I, I believe it, but I also mm. be careful because you fall into these little like, cults and then you, you yeah. don't see the world <laughs> the same ever again <laughs> yeah it's true it's um yeah a lot of i don't know i people think it's like bad to be lonely but sometimes a lot of the times it's not just because i don't know you're doing your own thing like i think i respect that more than trying to have friends. I yeah. mean, obviously, I, yeah, obviously I want friends, but it's just sort of like, well, if my friends are not going to be on this journey with me, I mean, that's totally fine. But a lot of people feel, I guess, kind of scared to do something like that. And that's what happens yeah. with Bitcoin. It's like, oh yeah, I, I've been doing like, 
you'll find plebs on Twitter who've been into Bitcoin alone, not on Twitter for like years. And then they find Twitter and they're, uh, you know, <laughs> they're super happy to, to finally realize, oh, I'm not actually crazy. Everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. And I, a while back, I used to, um, I heard somebody say something. I don't, I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but like the worst company any person could ever have is done by themselves. Um, mm. But I disagree now, right? Because I agree with few. I think it's like, I'd rather just be the kid that doesn't want to go sit with the cool kids and kind of sit in the corner of the cafeteria and just observe shit than be the kid that's actually in there just trying to pretend to be, you know, a sports jock or whatever the hell the cool kids were doing. So, uh, but it took that lower of time preference, Bitcoin, like you just said, um, to kind of get me to agree, like agree that being alone or not alone, but being, you know, self-thinking and off to the side is actually a good thing. It's a feature. It's not a bug. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about educating, um, especially in Bitcoin. I mean, obviously, you're writing articles to educate people. Um, I've had this. You know, I guess maybe I'm newer at orange pilling people. I don't think I'm new, but maybe I'm just talking about it more vocal now because I have the show and stuff. But I've had weird conversations lately where, like, it seems like the individual would like for me to slow down for them. Um, and it's like not slow down that, you know, I'm fire hosing them information, but like because they may not understand the term, like, let's just say, you know, Tor browser or, or let's just that that is a reason for me now to have to explain Tor browser in and out. Right. And so, like, what's your method of educating or have you found over time that's that's pretty comforting for people of kind of one shoe fits all type approach? Yeah, I think. um I think when like when someone gets really into Bitcoin, uh, they start wanting to share what they know with other people who are you know who are just like you know totally totally asleep. Um, <laughs> it's kind it's kind of like uh, yeah, I guess like like you said, like fire hosing them. It's like I'm asleep in my bed. Why are you why are you uh, showering <laughs> me with all this water? I don't I don't want this right now. Um, but yeah, I think um, the best approach I've seen is usually when is usually when they start coming to you, and they start asking, "Okay, how do I how do I get into Bitcoin? Like, I don't know anything about Bitcoin." Um, but even then, they're still hesitant to buy or do anything. They're like, "Oh, like there are there are those certain types of people who are on the edge of like." Oh, should I buy? Oh, I'm not going to buy. It's, you know, it's too much work. Um, the best advice I've seen, I forgot who, this must have been like Optimus or um, someone else, but it's usually to cater to what their actual concerns are, I think. Um, so if they're concerned about inflation, it's like, okay, that's an easy sell. But if they're concerned about like their future or their main goal is to get a house or something simple like that, or the main goal is to get a family. Um, you kind of, you could pretty much approach it from that perspective. It's like, okay, uh, what do you, what do you want? Or like, how do you plan on getting that family? And if they don't have a plan on getting a family, it's like, okay, well, we'll probably just start from there. And then eventually you get to Bitcoin, but that's, you know, that's a few like, weeks or months, depending on like how, how they actually figure out what they want first. And then 
Bitcoin sort of comes in as like, oh, that's the support system that I need to make this functional, you know? Because a family's, yeah. a, you know, a family could be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. Depends on how you approach it as well. It's sort of like, all right, well, I don't believe in the school system, so I'm going to have to figure out how to educate them at home. But mm. then I have to figure out how to make money at the same time as I work or whatever. You have to balance that out or you have to negotiate or ask your, your significant other, oh, would, would one of us be okay just staying with the kids all the time during that? And then that's when I guess it's the perfect time to start chilling like, oh, Bitcoin can allow you to, you know, take the load off of uh, like one of the partners in the situation yeah, to stay home with the kids. And then if you get into mining, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you kind of just have a, a bit more of a self-sustaining or sovereign uh, setup at that point. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, worst case comes to worst, uh, at least we have the miners going and we still have some income coming in. Definitely. You kind of have that, like, uh, Bitcoin is the support system, I guess, at that point. It's part of it. <laughs> yeah, see, what I'm getting is, is, and you're right, 100% on, like, the newbies, I guess, if you want to call it. What I'm getting is people that are already in Bitcoin, but mm -hmm. for some reason want me to be, like, their number one source of truth for Bitcoin. So it's like, oh, since he talks about it, I, he must know all the answers. And he must, mm -hmm. now he's going to give me his hours and, and time to explain this to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the weird conundrum lately is, is I do dedicate the time and then it always ends up being like, oh, whoa, 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 but now you're just speaking too fast or like this is not making any sense to me. And it's like, well, I said I would talk to you about cold storage. I didn't say I was going to like lay out a diagram with a chalkboard and, and explain it down to its cores and all that. So I'm having I don't know if you ever get that those type of conversations where like, you know, people are in Bitcoin, but they, I guess, trust you so much that they'd rather just go to you instead of doing their own due diligence and, and finding out. Because, I mean, Coinbase, there's a ton of resources out there. Mm -hmm. But they have to want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the... Um, I mean, this isn't the worst case scenario, but you do get the, the various people who, like you said, they, they trust you fully. So it's like, oh, okay, can, can I just give you like 50 bucks and then you hold the Bitcoin <laughs> for me? It's like... I mean, I guess, I guess I'm a, I'm a banker now at this point. Like yeah. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of get yourself in that situation. It's like, all right, I'll hold it for you. But, um, still feels kind of weird holding someone else's money, especially when yeah. it's Bitcoin. It's like, oh man, if I really lose that, uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta level up and I don't know, get into like multi-sig at that point or something. <laughs> yeah. But that's another can of worms. If you tell, if I tell like somebody, Hey, just get a multi-sig, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, oh, well, and then you start, you know, well, it's two of three and, you know, X pubs. And they're just like, what the fuck's an X pub? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I do. We were all there once, but what I like, I like to try to remind these folks is, is like, Hey, I didn't know what an X pub was at one point either. Like, I think everybody's at that point where, like, we begin and we're different. And I'm cool with giving you, like, a general consensus. But, damn, like, you got proof of work. You got to go do the research. You have to. I can't be your single point of failure because if I say something wrong or if I, you're going to lose your wealth. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's just, it's, it's weird that it's lately. And I don't know if that's because maybe, you know, uh, bullishness. People are just more bullish now or more newbies are coming in. Because uh, of like cash app thing moves and lightning and all that stuff. But like, I didn't really get into these conversations um, until this year. 
where it was like, mm -hmm. well, how come you're not doing the work that I had to do to learn this stuff? Like, I'm, I'm cool with leaving the carrots for you, but now you got to go do your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was having a conversation uh, with one of my closest friends because uh, he's also, he didn't get into Bitcoin until I started talking to him about it. He was like, oh yeah, I saw it on like the peripheral of, I don't know, finance and stuff and he's into business and all that. Um, he didn't pull the trigger until I started like physically going to his apartment and was like, okay, let's set up this uh, little treasure and yeah, here, you write down the words. I don't want to see the words. I want you to take care of that yourself. But um, yeah, he was saying that, uh, yeah, Bitcoin is for like, it's kind of weird to say this, but it kind of makes sense too. Bitcoin is just for, it's like for smart finance, whereas things like NFTs and ICOs end up being for like mainstream because it's easier for them to understand that or yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you mean by smart finance? Give me a little more on that. Like, like you said, you put in the work, you put in the effort. Uh, it's for people who maybe, yeah, maybe not even smart. It's just like the people who actually want to put in the work and effort. It's just, hmm. it's, that's just not what the mainstream is. Mainstream is just like, oh yeah, you feed me. I don't do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, ideally, I wanna I wanna believe that people will eventually learn this stuff, but I'm not exactly too sure. Like, the longer I spend time here, I'm like, I don't know if they'll ever learn it, and they'll just end up using it like Unix or Linux, and it's just like integrated into everything without them even knowing. So I could see that be a possibility. Like, I think yeah. that's more and more of a possibility. Every day I'm here, I'm just like, are people gonna wake up and learn? No, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It takes a certain type of person to be like, "Oh, I want to improve my life. How do I actually improve my life?" Okay, I see the steps. Okay, I'm actually going to use those steps to improve my life. And that's that's pretty much why Bitcoin rewards those who do the work. Um, mm, well said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I agree. I, that was perfectly well said. Um, I just. I don't want any. I can't say miss out, but I do agree with like, you know, you get you get it at the price you get it at at that point. Like I can't sit around and, and explain this to everybody. I mean, it, it I could try, I could do my very best, but if you don't want to get it, then you don't want to get it. And that's uh, I wouldn't say a struggle in my life because I'm I'm doing pretty well, I would like to say. Mm -hmm. But it's like when it's like close ones and people you really care about and you know, you see that they're just kind of like like you said, asleep and kind of just walking towards the cliff. And you're trying to just holler at them like, hey, that cliff is about to come. You need to just prepare yourself. And I can't help but fast forward a little bit and see like those are going to be the people that are most bitter when it goes to shit. Because us Bitcoiners yeah. understand that it is going to go to shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I've had friends like that. Because um, it, it's tough to see. I'd say I'm doing pretty well for myself, but it's when you're working with someone who's at, who's at like the same level or stage as you, and then they see you sort of like move on to better or like, you know, more opportunities. Uh, yeah. Like, like you said, they do get bitter and that's unfortunate. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I know that we're not 
actually friends anymore. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird conversation to have, especially when you were yeah. trying to like, like you know, teach them how to put the life vest on. Like you were doing pretty much what the airplane people do, right? <laughs> when you get on the plane, just letting you know, this yeah. is how you put it over your head and you can pull the strings here. And they're just like, nah, whatever. I don't need that safety vest. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, yeah. that, that's very strange. So those people are pretty much just going to need um, like the apples of the world to come around. Uh, like basically to spoon feed them what this is. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing the rumors lately. I'm sure you have. So strike, maybe something with Apple. You got any thoughts on that? I didn't really think deep about it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to see a lightning integrated wallet with uh, Apple's next OS update, but iOS update, but uh, I don't know. could be anything. Uh, hopefully Jack convinced... Uh, Tim Cook to well, he's our, Tim Cook has already alluded to owning Bitcoin. So I'm just going to assume everyone in the C-suite of Apple already owns Bitcoin. They're just figuring out how what the best way is to, I guess, bring it to users and then make a ton of money off of it. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, I mean that's like their whole game. It's like, all right, we're benefiting off of Bitcoin, but how do we bring it to all of our users and then allow us to make Tons of money off of that um, for shareholders. I'm, it would be nice to see an integrated Lightning wallet, but I don't know how they how that benefits them. I guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe if they think deeply enough about it, I guess they could see it as like, oh, okay. So if we have new buyers, our Bitcoin holdings are supposed to go up as well. So if they think of it that way, then yeah, it does benefit them. But I feel like they would do something a bit more. Um, uh, like in your face. It's like, oh, okay, our gaming platform now allows uh, lightning payments or something like that. Yeah. Or some, yeah. yeah. Or like uh, sats back, like rewards from using the Apple card or something like that. That seems kind of... So yeah. swipe that damn... I have one of those cards, man. That titanium thing is addicting to... to swipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd I also be know cool. Apple to be the... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah, go for it. No, I just I also know Apple to be the company that kind of like lays back and watches everybody fuck up, and then they come in and say like, "Hey, ours is the best," and it's like, "Oh, that's because you watched everybody else fuck up, and then you just didn't make the same fuck ups." <laughs> so mm -hmm. I I would be very surprised if this I don't even know if this is actually going to be an announcement. It's all speculation, of course, but I would be very surprised if this announcement was, "Hey, we got a Lightning wallet inside of our iPhone," like right off the rip. Like, wait a minute, you guys didn't even try it, like you said in the arcade section or somewhere else. Uh, which actually I'm going to be talking to a few folks from from uh, Thunder Games um, here in the next coming weeks. And I think it's actually extremely fascinating if an Apple arcade will kind of adopt that that model that Thunder got going on. But then mm -hmm. as soon as I have that thought, now I start thinking about Thunder, right? And then now I start thinking about the other uh, devs that made Lightning wallets, you know, that, you know, like Blue Wallet and these things. And say, when Apple and Google start coming into play, I guess it's good for adoption. But what happens to these companies? Hmm. They'll probably, like, I could totally see Apple just continuing their walled garden approach where it's like, it's kind of like what uh, Venmo, for example. So they have a credit card. So if you spend with their credit card, you can get, um, you can get all those savings back in crypto, but you have to leave it on the Venmo platform. It's like, you yeah. can't withdraw it. It's like, what's the point of me even doing that? I'm just going to have it pay off my credit card. But 
I could see them doing some sort of approach like that at first, and then maybe taking the Square Cash App or what do they call it now, Block approach, yeah. where uh, they release it, they see how much interest is there, and if there's a high demand for withdrawals, maybe they add it later. I don't know. Yeah, but, we'll see. Yeah, Apple's. I don't know. They're going to do something wall garden because uh, that's what they always do. It's like, oh, we need to keep everything in this yeah. ecosystem. We don't want you to leave. So Anti-Bitcoin, basically. Yeah, so if they do that, then it's like, okay, like Strike, Blue Wallet, uh, Moon Wallet, those are all still useful for us, but maybe not for you know the normies, I guess. Yeah, I just want to make sure that you know the 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 moon wallets of the world are are you know are I guess profitable enough or 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 I guess supported enough to be able to continue to give us you know the I guess the non normies those options because I see no place in here where I would replace uh, my moon wallet. Um, actually, I don't really use moon, but I use blue wallet a lot connected to my node that's probably my go to. But I don't see a mm-hmm. world where I would give up that ability uh, from blue wallet to basically run uh, like a nice little pretty Apple card on my phone, on my iOS that does Bitcoin transactions. Um, just like uh, as of a few months ago, I've kind of just put the can on, on Cash App, period, and buying on exchanges, period. So mm. um, I know I'm probably like a small part of the slice and I'm not who who Apple's targeting. Um, but I, what I mean to say is, is uh, I don't know how we can keep our small slice afloat when the masses are going to start coming in and, and, you know, if you believe in free market, you believe that they're going to want the cool Apple features. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really... Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see when that plays out. But, um, yeah, we have Naib Bukele, I guess, in Miami. And he's supposed to be, I don't know, supposed to be, so, supposed to be announcing something kind of big. That's yeah. what he was alluding to. So maybe we'll see. How do you feel about bump. him? I don't know. Oh, how do you feel about him? I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm just. Go ahead. How do you feel about? Yeah. <laughs> I, <I've, laughs> I think with uh, most politicians, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of. Yep. I'm on the fence about most of them. I think. Uh, I think Bukele's made a lot of the right moves. So far. Nope. I lost you there for a second. Gotcha. Oh yeah. You talk about Bukele. Go ahead. Sorry. You you don't believe politicians, and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're not going to. They're not necessarily going to have your best interests. They're just going to do whatever is necessary to continue being popular. That's really their whole game. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I guess I can blame them, but like, at the same time. If they're going to make Bitcoin more accessible, sure, okay. I'll, I'll let them do their thing, I guess, at that point. But if they're against it, it's sort of like, well, Bitcoin's still going to do its own thing. So I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't put too much thought into like the effects of these politicians. Um, it might bring more, uh, I guess, confirmation for people who are on the sidelines. That's pretty much what's... That's like, I guess, the net benefit most of the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin do anyways. I just, 
you know, you set up your, your, your communities and, and and states when it comes to here. You know, you kind of just set yourself up for like major rug pulls when this situation happens. Because the faster you understand that you don't need them to have possession of this, or you don't even need them to approve. One of the most mind-boggling things that I see um, is uh, Bitcoin-backed IRAs. I, I'm just oh, like, yeah. wait a minute. Well, I mean, for the older population, go for it, right? You guys are already close to that age. You guys see the benefit in that, whatever. But to me, it's like, so wait a minute. We got this, like, money with no rules that we're going to, like, volunteer to put rules on. That's very backwards to me. Now, maybe I'm in the, you know, the minority and understanding that this money doesn't have any rules. But anybody who kind of sniffs Bitcoin a little bit understands that it's, you know, permissionless money. So yeah. why would I now put IRS backing or IRS rules on deposits and contributions and withdrawals on taxes on money that doesn't need that to happen? Very weird. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that is probably going to be, yeah, that's like a, that's like the 80% who, I don't know, have like the nine to five and they're entrenched in uh, the corporate environments. And they don't necessarily want to do the necessary research. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, Bitcoin's cool. It's like it's cool now. Or again, like, <laughs> so they'll just <laughs> they'll just throw a portion of their paycheck into it. Um, I see Nidig making a lot of moves with a lot of these banks um, to offer Bitcoin. I guess it's Bitcoin only services. I don't know if they got into any of the shit coins, but. Yeah, at the same time, they're just partnering to keep the Bitcoin within the banking system and not necessarily allow people to take custody of their keys. So, and that rug pull, I mean, people, 1971, does anybody know? Like, <laughs> this can happen again just with private keys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very strange. Uh, so, yeah. you head into the conference? Are, are you near Miami? Is that something that's you got any plans for you? Or? Uh, no, I went last year, I got my fill. And, <laughs> yeah, there was there was quite a there was quite a bit of that. Um, yeah, and a lot of the speakers are kind of like, all right, I I get from a money perspective why you brought them on, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't really want to listen to what they have to say. Like Kevin O'Leary, for example, like he'll he'll fud and promote bitcoin whenever it suits his agenda and i'm just not really into that um i think anyone with morals is not into that but <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah it was cool seeing tony hawk last time um and this one is what supposed to be like 30 30,000 i think this time this year 30,000 uh, people it depends on who you believe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was overcrowded, like for the space that they had. So I don't think they were exaggerating the numbers um, for last year. But yeah, I think for this year, it's, it's going to be interesting. I didn't see the need to go, though, just because. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have the, the money in sats, I think, at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm working on this family trip to uh, to move down uh, actually near Austin in the Texas area. Uh, I don't think it's a secret anymore for the listeners. I work at Unchained Capital. Nice. Um, yeah, but the irony of not, you know, understanding IRAs and we have Bitcoin IRAs and it's like, 
I'm perfectly cool with being a dumbass about it, right? Because even in the fiat life, I never cared for that stuff, 401ks and stuff like that. So, uh, but I have still yet to have the person come back to me and able to like explain to me why permissionless money needs permission. Um, but hmm. yeah, so like we're, we're making the move down there is my point. And then a lot of people were saying, you're not going to be in Miami. And I'm like, you know, you realize when you, you know, pack up the family and move, like even that, you know, $500 ticket goes a long way, you know? <laughs> and at the very least, it ends up in cold storage, but not this mm -hmm. year. Uh, more interested in uh, big uh, BBB, BitBlock Boom, uh, than I am in the Miami conference. And, you know, I, I know if you go to Miami and you find the big corners, it's definitely going to be big corner, but, you know, I, I don't want to promote shit cornery in any way, shape or form, especially when it comes to paying for a $500 ticket. You mm -hmm. know, to watch Floyd Mayweather talk to me about bullshit. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. There are there are smaller, more um, intimate settings. Uh, yeah, for for Bitcoin only, like because it's not as big. I think it's a uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like Bitcoin Day, for example, they have what is it? It's like two to three hundred person capacity. It's only one day, but you get to go out to like these smaller. Uh, these smaller uh, cities like Sacramento, OKC, um, I think Sioux Falls is one too. There's one in Colorado, but yeah, they, I don't know if they have, do they have one in Texas. They should, I think. Uh, what? A con uh, uh, Bi Bitcoin Day conference. I have to look. Oh, into that, that one I haven't heard. Yeah, they got a gazillion in, in, yeah. in uh, San Antonio, Houston, and that, uh, that triangle, what they call it. They got a gazillion, but I, I don't think I've heard of Bitcoin Day. Yeah. Yeah. Soon but, enough. Yeah, it's uh I think it makes more sense to just go to like smaller conferences at that point. But I don't know. Depends on who you want to meet too. So if you know someone is going and you've always wanted to meet them or discuss, I don't know, talk shop or whatever, yeah, maybe it's worth it. It depends on what you want to go for. That's a good point. I think uh especially the uh OG Bitcoiners, I've found them incredibly um, approachable, which mm -hmm. is very weird. Um, like they will talk to you, um, which I know that sounds like a groupie, like, oh my God. Uh, but you just <laughs> kind of get the gist that, yeah, everybody's just the same. Everybody's in it for the same exact thing and they don't even see themselves as OG. Maybe some of them do, but like, uh, so yeah, I didn't think about it in that perspective. Cause in a typical, let's say like a fiat convention or whatever, good luck shaking the hand of the guy that you actually went there to go see. Uh, but in Bitcoin, you actually could get a handshake and probably a good conversation out of some of these OGs. Yeah, for now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the next decade goes. Um, I'm sure at some point. I mean, us too. It's like at the end of the day, we just want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe it could get overwhelming. It's like oh, every time I go now, it's just like it's too much. There's just too many people. <laughs> but I don't yeah, know. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll transition out and then, you know, guys like us that are like providing content day and day will start to transition there by the next having and be, I guess, the guys who want their hands to be shaken. <laughs> uh, but I'm with you. Yeah. If I could just like avoid you and not shake your hand, I, you know, especially if I don't know you, I, I may want to, I prefer to just keep going that way. Um, mm. And I, you know, I think about celebrities sometimes. I couldn't imagine it. Like, I, like <laughs> to like get out of a car and get like a camera in your face or to be in the airport that's madness to me. I want no piece of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good we're seeing uh, as much as the the Will Smith and uh, 
Chris Rock situation happened. It's sort of like, yeah, even uh, even celebrity celebrities are losing their credibility and the trust in the public, and that's part of like the whole uh, deterioration of all these institutions. So, it's uh, maybe we'll get back to a time where things are just way simpler, and people just appreciate being with their families and not having to follow the lives of celebrities. But I don't know. Maybe some people woke up after that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that hard money lifestyle we were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the uh, on the Will Smith thing? And we can close on that if you want. <laughs> Um, be honest yeah. now. Don't give me no no sugar coat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I, I totally respected Will Smith back in the Fresh Prince days because uh, yeah. he was, you know, that dude was like, that was like everyone's idol. Like, bro, I want to yeah. be like Will Smith. A <laughs> hundred. Yeah, it's uh, it's just sad. I think the whole situation is just kind of sad. Like, I don't want his, I don't want his legacy to be tarnished because of. Well, it's not just the slap. It's the whole thing with uh, what's her face, um, the wife. Jada. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Destroying that man. Yeah, he he probably should have left her like twenty years ago. Um, right. To be honest, <laughs> like after he had the kids, it's like okay, uh, I'm gonna find another wife who actually like wants to be with me. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope uh, I hope he finds Bitcoin and <laughs> he fixes his life. That's what I hope from uh, Will Smith and. Uh, Chris Rock was just like in the line of fire for for no reason. But yeah, yeah. I don't actually have anything against these celebrities. It's just sort of like uh, even yeah, I want to see like everyone prosper because of yeah. Bitcoin. Like that's that's my whole intention of like being in this space. And people don't. I don't know. I think people don't really believe that, but like. Because they've been burned so often in like the fiat world, it's hard to see a group of people actually want to see others succeed. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's a rarity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, if you go to different circles outside of Bitcoin, you still have that like dog eat dog world. And and I, I I agree. I'm still fascinated by jumping on just getting this conversation with you, right? Like I I've been you know so. so like just blown away by how supportive Bitcoiners are and how much they're willing to contribute their time and talk to you and, and, and you know, push your creativity and push your art. And it, it's just fascinating to me. So I, I don't think we'll see it again. Um, and, and like we just circle back, maybe it's a hard money thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just Bitcoiners just found the coolest thing and we're the coolest kids on the block now. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah. About... Um, about Chris and, and Will, I mean, there's so many things that were happening there. The mental health from Will is obviously very apparent the last few years. Uh, pretty much the world has been laughing at him for the past few years. Um, Chris Rock handled that like a G, uh, you know, just keeping composure and going through it. But it, it's just, you, it's, a, it's a comedian, your front row. Front row people usually get roasted. That's kind of how this thing kind of works out. The mm-hmm. joke was actually pretty lame, if you ask me. So it wasn't even like a damn dagger. It was more like a soft jab. Um, yeah, so many things there. But uh, yeah, I, like you, I, I wish the best for both of them. I, I really wish. I, I heard uh, Chris Rock actually suffers from like, you know, PTSD from high school, from being picked on and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, both of these individuals, both of the men, you know, they. I hope they get their mind right. I hope they get the help they need, the therapy that they need. Um 
because yeah, man, Will, Will Smith is one of those guys, man. He he's he's that guy to us. You know, we we grew up with him. He's Independence Day. He's whatever. I am Legend. He's Ali, right? Mm-hmm. So to to see him get to the point where you know, but last year or whatever, you know, the dis- dishonesty of his wife, and then now to you know like crying on her TV show, being the joke of the internet, and now this shit. I don't know, man. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, I, I really hope they figure it out. But uh, we're obviously experiencing a lot of mental health going on here in the public. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's that's something that people uh, they I don't even know. Like I don't even know what it is. They they preach about it, but you know they don't they don't have any solutions for it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the solution is uh, keep the nuclear family alive. And get on the Bitcoin standard. That's really the. the... Yeah, and no, uh, and no seed oils. Yeah, no seed oils. <laughs> That's Those the last one there. <laughs> <laughs> Those things will kill uh, your brain. <laughs> yeah, no. If you watch enough of those videos, you'll be scared for life. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Dennis, let, let the listeners know where they could, you know, read your work, follow your work, check out the YouTube stuff, wherever you want to send them. Uh, for sure. I mean. Yeah, I'm mostly on Twitter, uh, just E-N-I-Z-S-A-A-A-T, three A's. Um, and then on YouTube, it's 58K, and then D-E-N-I-Z. But uh, yeah, feel free to reach out, and I don't know, we'll talk shop, we'll talk Bitcoin. <laughs> Hell yeah, definitely. And uh, we're going to get to that 58K pretty soon, it's looking like, so you're going to be back in full effect with the gang. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on, man. This is always, it's always fun, just connecting with, other Bitcoiners. This is great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for, for coming on. And I hope this ain't the last time. Definitely a friend of the show for sure. Sounds good. All right, y'all. If y'all want to follow us, like we were talking about earlier, well, me specifically for say, I'm not on YouTube, but you can check me out on Bitcoin TV. Um, if you want to get value for value and support the Lightning Network and podcasting 2.0, you could definitely check us out on Fountain App. That's my favorite place to do it, but you could do it on Breeze App as well. When it comes to the audio, you can definitely get it on your legacy media platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those places. But we just want to encourage Bitcoin-friendly companies. So check us out on Fountain. Uh, Until next time, later. Later.